Hey guys, in this episode, I'm bringing something new to this podcast, which hopefully will, will become a regular part of the life and sort of ecosphere of this podcast. And uh, that is sort of progress update and kind of check-in type of episodes. I've already done an episode about my language learning progress and uh, how I'm planning to progress with that. I will probably give you an update on that soon. But in this episode, I'm actually bringing to you a friend of mine and uh, upcoming scientist, Vincent Sparegna. Actually, this is going to be a two-parter because we spent a good hour mainly talking about the psychology and the big picture stuff when it comes to schedule creation. So this first half is actually more of a philosophical overview. And, you know, I'm actually really glad that it turned out this way because I think way before we actually start noting down things that, okay, by noon, I want to get this done or by 2 p.m. I want to get this done. I think, first of all, it's it's important to think about what is it that you want to get out of your schedule in the first place? And then things like what is realistic? What is something that I can keep up for a long time? You know, because you can design the ultimate perfect day for yourself where every single minute is spent in the most productive way possible. But you know, if your schedule doesn't account for things that are may not be ideal, but are apparent in your life, such as fluctuations in your energy levels, how fast and how efficiently you are able to work at the moment. If these things are not being accounted for in your schedule, then basically you're setting up yourself up for failure from the get-go. Really, this time I want my schedule to be truly something that is going to help me to better my life over the long term. You know, I, I want to look up a year from now having achieved great things and, and just progress my life much, much further and then look back to these days and, and think that, okay, those times when I designed this really cool schedule and kind of productivity system for myself, I guess, was one key moment for me having achieved these cool things. I hope that you're witnessing something groundbreaking here or not, and you're just witnessing me sliding down to something really shitty, but only time can tell. So with that really long intro, I really hope that you will enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to this other progress update episode. And after discussing training and nutrition, we will discuss another topic which I personally have struggled with a lot in the past, and that is making a good schedule for productivity and just making sure that I get done everything uh, that I want to get done. And not only that, but that my schedule actually reflects my priorities and my, my values, because one thing that I've struggled for a long time is that I felt very inspired to do certain things, but if I look back at my schedule and what I have actually spent my time doing, it really didn't reflect the things that were actually important to me. And uh, I really like this saying that goes, uh, show me a man's priorities, or if you want to know a man's priorities, take a look at his calendar. Um, I don't know if it's exactly how it goes, but it's something along these lines. So I really want to make sure that my schedule actually reflects what's important to me. And uh, we are going to talk about this and Vincent, with whom I featured uh, on the previous two episodes on these progress update series, which were about nutrition, Vincent's nutrition and my training. Now we are going to delve into my schedule and hopefully together we can come up with some reasonable structure for myself. So um, if you are not watching the video, if you're watching the video on YouTube, I'll try to make sure that we have some good screenshots that you can look at if you're listening to this. Um, basically what we're going to go through is my general days, how they look like, what are the fixed things that will take place on, on most days. And, uh, then 
the things that I actually want to accomplish each week. Um, so maybe actually it would be easier if we just started with the, the things that are important to me and the things that I want to make sure that will get done by the end of each week. And there I set up certain categories for myself. And that is, um, can I interrupt for one second, actually? Sure. I think what might be a little more useful to address at the outset of structuring a schedule is precisely what the schedule should accomplish. Because ultimately, I think there are two or three main things that really need to be reflected in this schedule. The first thing is it has to reflect your values and every hour of your time needs to be spent or every minute, depending on how much you how precisely you want to schedule needs to be spent on what you actually want to be doing. So that's the ultimate prerequisite. And you seem to have that in mind. The other thing is that it needs to be something you can continue doing over time because ultimately it doesn't matter how nice your schedule is when you can't stick to it. And I think you've mentioned in the past, you've struggled to make a schedule that makes you more productive You've scheduled things that lead to more procrastination and inability to stick to it. And I think something huge to have here is something I've heard Jordan Peterson refer to as the self-negotiation. Because the goal of the schedule is to give you, you the day that you actually want to have. And even if your time doesn't necessarily reflect your values 100%, if it gets to 70%, it's likely better than 0%, which is what it has been in the past. So you ultimately need a schedule that you are going to actually enjoy pursuing and sticking to rather than something that reflects your values if you can't actually uphold the behaviors that ref that suit your values. And eventually you can improve over time, perhaps spend less time, quote unquote, wasted on things you don't value. But some of that time may need to be in place, at least to begin with. Yeah, and that's a very good point because, you know, I've, if you were to gather the amount, like I'm not sure which time I have spent more time in the past doing program hopping, program hopping with my training sessions or my training setups or designing schedules that I didn't even follow often even as long as for like two days. Um, so that, that's a good point. So really my goal with this is, is not to schedule the dream schedule in an alternate universe where everything is perfect. And I have iron unlimited, inexhaustible discipline and mental resources, but one that I can actually stick to. And, you know, over the, over the course of the next few months and year, uh, will actually transform, you know, my working life, my productivity into and ultimately myself into something much better than it currently is. So it's a very good point. And I think it truly needs to be a self negotiation. As you spoke about with Thomas Campbell, if I recall, Campbell, yeah, yeah, on your podcast with psychology, I think the question of if then will probably be a useful consideration going forward in making the schedule. Because say, if I spend six hours in the office on Friday, will I then be able to accomplish what I want to for the rest of the day? Or if I exhaust myself training at one in the morning, would I be able to, then would I be able to accomplish what I wanted to the next day? Or if I were to happen to lose sleep, 
then what would I do? Because you need to also keep in mind the when things don't go quite according to schedule, how you will react to that. And when I say negotiate with yourself, I mean set this up in a way that you can consistently rely on yourself to act in a manner that doesn't sabotage the schedule and give yourself any leeway that you feel you might need going forward to stick to the schedule better in the longer term. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I think, I think one thing that repeatedly fail or repeatedly has, has proven, proven to be a failure for myself is trying to schedule like every minute of my day. Um, in the sense that, okay, this will get done exactly at this time. This will get done exact, exactly at this time. That was not only a failure because, of course, things are always taking longer or shorter than you would have anticipated. Of course, that's also an aspect, but it was also just a failure for the reason that, um, I, I find that my energy levels and my mood tends to fluctuate in a in a fashion that is just suitable for different things so trying to rigidly adhere to specific tasks at a, at a given time that often just leads to leads to procrastination but if i would have a more flexible kind of reactive dynamic kind of scheduling method then maybe i could do something else perfectly productively so so one example is um writing podcast scripts and kind of planning it out and then um, thinking about the content of the an upcoming solo episode, for example, that requires relatively much more creative energy than something like editing the podcast or handling the logistics around that, uploading it to the platforms, polishing it, all that kind of stuff. That's very much brainless, just numb activity. So in a moment where I don't feel inspired, I feel tired and bored and whatever, I could get those stuff done perfectly fine. Um, and those things might, those times might not be very suitable for something like writing or, um, thinking out the content of, of a certain podcast episode. Another thing to consider is from what you've told me in the past, you tend to be very mood or I guess not moody, but your moods and motivation tends to shift over the course of weeks and months where it kind of waxes and wanes throughout longer time periods. And though we have a week scheduled here, you might also want to account for those times throughout the months if that's going to be an issue, because ultimately your schedule needs to fit what you're actually going to act like. And if you're going to have months where you're objectively less motivated to work, then it doesn't make sense to schedule in the same amount of work that you would on a week where you're very motivated to work, which might be this week, considering the fact that you've decided to create a schedule and i think one thing it i think it, that again comes back to this reactive style versus a a, a pre-planned like of course there has to be an element of pre-planning and structure but at the same time there has to be some sort of auto regulation in it <laughs> i'm using a lot of training terminology here but you know for example one thing that i liked in the way that you structured training programs is that you had sort of the set structure for a given day but you also had a lot of optional exercises that you could do if you felt really frisky on that given day so maybe something like that could be useful for my scheduling yes another concept along that same line of thought would be the incorporation of sessions that last different lengths and i think 
though it's not necessarily training sessions, although you could do that with your training sessions as well. Perhaps having some fluctuation in the length of your work days can be useful. I find it useful personally to have shorter work days on the weekends, and I think this allows me to be more productive in my time working on the weekdays. And though it's not specifically resistance training, it's pre-planned and a bit auto-regulatory in that fashion, because I can take less time to work on Saturday and Sunday if I want to, or I can simply work a little longer in the week if I am really feeling it, and I allow myself a bit of flexibility there with regards to how much work I expect myself to accomplish in a given time period. Because as Jordan Peterson puts it, even God needed the day off. (laughs) That fits pretty much everybody. You can only go so long before you burn out in some way or before your quality of work degrades. And it's ultimately going to lead to more productivity if you know when to take a break and put down the pencil for a little while, proverbially. Yeah. Um, so that said, maybe how, how should, um, like one thing, one thing that I think would be maybe useful to start with is to set a certain structure as to what types of activities I should do generally at what times during the day. Like, yeah, like I find that my creative energy is very high relatively relatively high compared to other, at other times of the day from sort of waking even if i slept like shit and wake up groggy i still f- feel pretty creative and inspired to do something creative that's that's one positive thing that i can say about myself um that works out to my advantage at least so that- so what do you think is a creative pursuit that would benefit you going forward for the rest of your day for instance if you were to wake up in the morning and have your ideal day what could you do creatively that would improve the efficacy of your other tasks and fit in line with your goals? Would that be something like journaling? Would that be brainstorming podcasts, ideas, perhaps trying to recall things that you learned in your language class and synthesize sentences based on those words? Anything along these lines, I'm just brainstorming, but you can probably answer that question better than I can. Yeah, so brainstorming definitely just simply writing so writing texts so my solo episodes for my podcast they are kind of uh loosely written texts it's kind of like so that when i'm recording them i can follow a certain structure of what points i want to address and when i feel creative those times are perfect to put these drafts together or thinking out the the content of a solo episode it's really good for that for example and that's that's a good percentage of the entire ball game. Like from there on, basically, it's it's just a matter of recording the podcast. Um, yeah, that could be a, another good idea. If you find yourself more creative in the morning, perhaps it's a good time to schedule podcast episodes uh, or podcast recordings, given your ability to perhaps be a little more enduring with questions or perhaps be a little more engaged in discussion. Yeah, well... That would be a dream, but unfortunately, in the reality, almost I I record a lot of podcast episodes with uh, people from overseas, from where you are, you know, like from the US, and pretty much all of them are six to eight hours behind me. So almost all of those are taking place at um, six to eight, nine, even ten p.m. my time, which I hate. 
because um, then I have the whole day to stress about that and I'm recording those when I feel the least creative. But uh, I some... told you to come to the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're completely right. Completely right. <laughs> that's that's like a reason in, in and of itself to go there. But, but yeah, so at, at this current time, that's unfortunately not an option. However, reaching out to people uh, to come onto my podcast is one time that's has taken place a lot in the morning for me during these times when I wake up, feel inspired, have another couple, have have a cup of coffee, feel even more inspired. And some of my best and biggest successes on my podcast in terms of interviews that has got have gotten um, the best reception later on and that I'm the most proud of, a lot of these have actually taken place in the morning when I reached out to these people. Very cool. What I think you might benefit from, considering that you like to reflect a lot, considering that you have a podcast and you're always thinking back to videos you have filmed and reflecting on your previous thoughts, which is a good habit. I think you should keep that up. It seems to benefit you. Perhaps schedule in something at the end of the day at what you consider the end of the week or maybe the beginning of the next week and reflect on what you've accomplished in your previous week. I think that actually having a priorities list and a list of tasks to complete within the week, then at one day every week, checking that list, seeing how much of what you wanted to get done that you actually got done, and having that be positive reinforcement of your habits, saying, look, I set out to do this and I got it done, great. Or perhaps suggest that you might need to improve a few things and open up suggestions for changes you can make positively if you had a lot of things written down that you didn't get done and wanted to. And of course, the list has to be reasonable. You you can't say, I'm going to write a book this week and that, that just won't work out. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, I started doing a kind of an accomplishment journal for myself where, yeah, uh, basically it's just a shitty notebook where I just write down each day what I accomplished on, on that day. And it actually sometimes it made me feel better about myself because especially when you catch a nice momentum then you inevitably start holding yourself to really high standards, which is generally a good thing. But, you know, it also sets you up for disappointment um, if you all of a sudden don't adhere to those high standards because of whatever reason. Um, so I'm trying to remind myself. This goes back to something that we discussed a bit in the, well, our private conversation about the pre-discussion for your cheat mail episode. Ultimately, you want to feed the correct habits, and that works with regards to scheduling, too. Not only diet, but if you are going to, in fact, diet, but if you are going to, in fact, be scheduled, the more consistently you figure schedule, the more likely you're going to do so in the future. So I think that adhering to the schedule more precisely going forward, even if you only hit it 50% this first week. Just try and do it a little more the next week and a little more the next week. And ultimately, what you found a to be a challenge the first week will become much easier over time. And it will become habitual. Once it's habituated, it continues to – you continue to demonstrate the qualities that you want to demonstrate. And over time, that accumulates to getting a lot more work done, being much more productive – having greater life satisfaction and being less susceptible to falling off the wagon in the future because you've been continuously ingraining those habits that are productive. Exactly. And, and one big challenge that I had in, in that regard is 
almost falling for sort of like a what the hell effect in terms of scheduling. So how a lot of people start binging once they had a cookie. I sort of had the falling off the schedule wagon once I started wasting time when I didn't plan to waste time. So maybe I scheduled my entire day full of stuff to do and then maybe would have allowed myself to chill for, I don't know, two hours at eight from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. or something uh, before bed. Um, and if I would have found myself at, let's say, noon to scroll through YouTube videos or something and just not do something for an hour, then I would be so disappointed with myself. Then the entire rest of the day would be just completely unproductive and wasted. So I think I actually have a good mechanism that could potentially get around that problem, if not eliminate it or at least improve it. Right. So one thing that I do in my scheduling is I organize three or two or three 15 minute breaks throughout my workday. And I don't actually follow my schedule to the dots and take breaks at those times. I often find the notifications rather annoying because I simply get interrupted from work that I was doing often. However, those are very useful break times to have scheduled because even if I don't take the breaks at the scheduled time, I have allotted myself that time to take breaks. So what you could perhaps do is allocate an hour in your day for time that you imagine you're going to be struggling to stay on schedule and perhaps fall off the wagon a bit. If it's free time, or if you have some flexibility within the things you want to get done in your schedule, because I imagine it's rather easy to doze off at the office or something, then you can plan for times you think you'll be falling off and just actually schedule that in and try to minimize the amount of time you do that going forward, but account for it early on. Right. That's a good one, actually. So maybe maybe one thing I could do is um, initially, almost like an intro week, schedule that time more generous, generously. So maybe scheduling two hours of just complete bullshit wasted time, like literally flicking through Facebook, liking posts and commenting random bullshit trolling you on youtube with comments like actually scheduling two hours of that so whenever i find myself doing that i can just kind of uh, shave them off shave those off from my allocated time and it's more than likely that i will not actually spend two hours doing that <laughs> but yeah it could be a good way to keep myself on track with the schedule um yeah it's good to plan for the worst case scenario as well Because you can look at the schedule from trying to pursue the ideal, and that hasn't worked for you in the past. But if you look at it as, okay, this is my schedule. I have scheduled five hours of just sitting on the couch and scratching my nuts. Now I'm going to go forward and try to hit this schedule or do slightly better than this. When you set the standard low enough, it becomes easier to adhere to going forward. And if you can consistently do better than you were, it's going to be ideal in the longer term I'm not saying five hours of quote-unquote free time or waste of time every day is an ideal approach but if your previous standard was six then perhaps it's a viable option yeah and especially now i guess because my i mean hopefully this will change soon but right now my um i guess my mood and my energy levels are so variable because of my varied um stress levels because mainly because of my varied sleep cycle 
that you know like my sleep amounts ranging anywhere between eight hours to three hours you know so if it's it's one of those three hour days that's like as bad as it gets so i guess it's it's better to design the schedule with that really shitty scenario in mind as opposed to thinking that i will get eight hours of sound you know sleep every night and what i would do in that scenario definitely what I've benefited from doing is scheduling much more time than I think I need to sleep. So if I imagine I need to sleep for nine hours, I will schedule sleep for 10 hours with the assumption that I won't be able to fall asleep for one hour because I'm either screwing around on my phone or simply struggling with insomnia out of nowhere for some reason. And I'm caught up in thoughts from work I was doing earlier because stress is going to vary. But if I am laying in bed with my eyes closed for an hour or so, at least making an effort to fall asleep, then I can be reasonably sure I'll fall asleep at some point that night and at least not lose a ton of sleep where I could have otherwise. It might be annoying to lay in bed for an hour and just sit there. It certainly is perhaps annoying when that's happened to me. However, it's much better than waking up the next morning and doing that all the time because you're sleep deprived. Yeah, like... Actually, that that's a good point. One, one thing I started doing, uh, for example, like one reason my sleep was so shitty is because I just woke up at an unreasonably early time, even when I would have had the time to to sleep in. I mean, sleep in relatively maybe until like 10 a.m. or something. And let's say I went to bed at, at 1, 1 a.m. or 2, 2 a.m. Um, but I would still wake up at 7 a.m. seemingly like not very sleepy. Of course, if I would have actually tried to proceed with my day, I would have turned into a zombie very fast. So I just basically set an alarm for about 10 a.m. And I told myself that I'm obligated to lie here in bed until 10 a.m. No matter what. Like, I don't have to sleep. I can meditate. I can scratch my balls or whatever. But I'm not allowed to get up. And, you know, inevitably, I kind of fell back asleep, even if not for the entire three hours. But um, but I did fall back asleep at least more. So... And that that that's a nice way to ease ease your mind in a sense that you don't have to stress over getting x x number of hours of sleep, but you have to get x amount of hours in bed. So that's a good one. Exactly. And if you happen to have, or if you happen to decide to schedule the quote unquote fuck around time towards the end of your day, then it might improve your sleep because. If you finish all of your daily tasks and your workday is done, then you look at your schedule and you have option A, which is fuck around, or option B, get some sleep and have a productive day tomorrow. You might use some of that time to fuck around, but you probably have a brighter outlook for tomorrow thinking, okay, I can use this time that I have to go get some extra sleep and perhaps improve the next day and the next day. Because sleep is the gift that keeps on giving. It doesn't only improve your day today but it probably improves your day tomorrow and your day next month and your entire lifespan. Because as far as I know, sleep is just good for every bodily function and health generally. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's really funny. Just a random comment. Like I kind of look one thing that I started to like kind of conceptualize is that if you, if you're someone who is ambitious and want to do wants to do big things in your life and you manage to get good sleep every night then like you'll probably be a successful person 
<laughs> because I think that the amount of kind of mental clarity, or I don't even know what the right phrase is, but it's so hard, I think, to be ambitious and, and achieve, like be a high achiever or have that kind of mindset and still have the necessary kind of be ability to switch off completely so that you can actually sleep, sleep well. I think that's such a hard thing to do. Um, at least for I me. I struggle with that personally. So I'll find myself in bed trying to fall asleep. Like I said, I schedule an extra hour. It might well take me half an hour on a normal night to fall asleep because I have so much on my mind and I'm thinking about so much going forward. Even on days that aren't precisely stressful and I feel good, I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do the next day and what I have to drive me forward, which is good when I'm awake, but not good when I'm trying to fall asleep. Yeah, and... Uh... Yeah, so I, I think I think that both aspects are are important because I can sleep like a baby. I mean, or I could sleep like a baby when I was, you know, just in complete time wasting mode and didn't get, didn't give a shit about anything and just played video games and went to bed whenever, woke up whenever. I slept like a baby because I had no pressure to sleep, no pressure to be awake. You know, if I didn't sleep at all for a month, even that would have been fine because I was not doing anything. So. Uh, I think that can work in the short term, but in the long term, I imagine you run into issues because there's probably a damn good reason you aren't doing that these days. No, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's not a solution. Like, yeah, you're sleeping one area of your life, but you're screwing up the other one. So, <laughs> it, like, none of it is good. Like, being a high achiever and not sleeping is bad. But, you know, sleeping like a baby, but not achieving shit because you don't care about shit, that's also bad. So That gets into another issue that's probably requisite to consider when scheduling. What do you deem meaningful in life? So ultimately, if everything in your schedule went perfectly according to plan, do you think it would be for the benefit of the world or fulfilling your meaning in life, whatever that may be? I have set a personal meaning in life to help as many people as I can in the way that I'm best suited to. And that can be construed in many ways, but I think I try to accomplish that with coaching. And going forward, I'll be trying to accomplish that with psychological studies and perhaps helping people in other regards improve their lives. Just because I like working with people, I like talking to others, and I think that's a useful way for me to spend my time in the world. I'm also convinced that AI won't be replacing me in that capacity anytime soon. So for those reasons, I decided I can pursue this as a career, it also fits my interests. So that's enough to wake me up in the morning. The prospect of perhaps being in a position where I'm socioeconomically accepted, working with a lot of people, perhaps doing well financially, enjoying my life on a daily basis and my tasks that I have to pursue, in addition to being six-pack lean pretty much year-round, if possible. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. Like for me that that's two things. I I really believe now that one one thing that kind of universally drives most people when they really dig down to uh what drives them is the the needing of 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 just the feeling of making a difference or having an impact on the world, like doing a service to the community of the world basically. So you know Campbell mentioned that as well. <laughs> yeah your last discussion yeah and like that's for me you know for example the book flow which is a big classic in psychology that that's about this concept for example just uh the feeling that you're you're actually 
uh, creating a service to someone while the the feeling simultaneously that that act also improves you that that's a huge factor in just kind of a feeling of fulfillment and happiness um but you know for example just a stupid example the bulking debate that i put out between eric helms and, and mike israel you know you could say that it's a minor thing and of course in the grand scheme of things that's not going to revolutionize anything but i i know that a lot of people just wanted to see a debate like this i know that they just wanted to see Mike Israel and Eric Helms go head to head because they mentioned the concept of weight gain and what's optimal on different podcasts and they were confused and they were stoked that finally they can hear this and get a better picture. I know fully well because I had that kind of itch that I wanted to scratch and I know fully well that a lot of other people had that too. It's not going to, it's not really going to contribute to my own personal success. Like it's not going to drive people towards me to look up to me as an expert or anything. It was about them, not about me, but I did a service to the community and that feeling gives me a lot of fulfillment. Um, You're absolutely correct. I share your sentiments in that regard. And it's not an arbitrary act, even though you say it's unlikely to mean anything in quote unquote, the grand scheme of things. It depends what you mean by the grand scheme of things. For instance, is the grand scheme of things your lifetime or the, the continuation of the human species? You need to put things in a reasonable time frame and perspective. Considering that you had 24 hours in that day and one of them was spent towards making that podcast and benefiting various others in the community who had an interest in this regard, as I would have certainly had previously and can empathize with personally, I think you've definitely done something for the betterment of lives or at if not for the betterment directly, then at least for the entertainment of others. And there's some benefit in that if you enjoy humanity's presence on this planet at all. Therefore, I think it's been a tremendously good use of your time. And I'm one of the few people who, well, I guess, hopefully not few anymore, but one of the people who listen to every single podcast you put out in the past, just because I enjoyed listening to them and testing myself mentally hearing your stances on various topics, it was just an enjoyable experience all around. And you can't say that isn't contributing to good in the world because why would I be here if you weren't in some way? Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot that you say that. And and yeah, like um, that that feeling of just having a positive impact on the world in general is is something that is uh, that is very important to me. But also the other big thing that drives me is is that I just feel that I just have, I just have, I wouldn't want to say a lot of potential because, you know, everybody has a lot of potential. Um, and my biggest fear is that I'm just not going to fulfill that or I'm going to waste that. And, you know, like I said, I do think that everybody has the potential to contribute to something special. But, you know, like it's, it's a stupid concept to begin with. Everybody has the opportunity by definition to contribute to something special relative to their abilities. And I think that I have a big tendency to just waste time and fall for paralysis by analysis and just, you know, chase myself in circles, lose motivation and lose track. So, and, and I can look back at several years of my life where I was just running in circles and not really getting forward. And I know that I do have that risk that I will wake up at whatever, 15 years later and just, you know, be that one guy in the pub who's like, oh, you know, I had so much potential and I wasted it. Oh, you know, and I, that's my biggest fear, probably. I think another huge consideration here is whose expectations are you trying to meet? 
Because if you imagine you have all this potential and you think it's going to be wasted, whose standards are you trying to live up to that would consider your skills wasted? What would you need to fail to do going forward in life for you to consider yourself a failure? Because that all goes back to the question of meaning. What would you have to fuck up to really be so down on yourself that you just refuse to do work anymore and you're stuck in a pub all day? Yeah, I mean, really, it, it's all about my own standards. It's I wouldn't really have a strict definition as to what that is, but... Give yourself one. It might be a good idea. If you determine that X action is going to lead to Abel being one step closer to the guy who wasted his potential in the pub, then you can go about eliminating that. But you, it's difficult to diagnose a problem if you haven't, if you can't see it or haven't thought about its potential existence. So yeah. think about that. Yeah. What actions do you do on a daily basis that lead to these pitfalls in your productivity over the course of time spans? What changes about your mood? What can you do to prevent those changes from going, from surmounting and actually interfering with your day to day tasks? And how can you silence any of the thoughts that are interfering with your productivity? What thoughts do you have that lead to these weeks of unproductivity and self-doubt or running in circles? And is there anything you can do in your daily tasks specifically to avert these moments? Yeah, that's like the the grand grand picture that's that's one thing to think about for the next episode but yeah i i can tell that when i feel like i pushed myself um you know when i i did at least one thing each day uh in the areas that are important to me right now such as my podcast uh when i feel like i at least did one important thing that got got me closer to where i want to be there which where exactly that is, that could be another big question. But then, you know, at the end of the day, I feel feel satisfied. When when I just procrastinated over over it because maybe I had some unambiguous or ambiguous thing I should have done. And um, I just chose to waste time instead and maybe in a fashion that wasn't even fun. Uh, but I just didn't want to face the um, ambiguity of the task that I would have had to accomplish. That just brings me such a probably an unreasonable unreasonable amount of disappointment with myself um, that yeah just avoiding that feeling is at all costs really for me so perhaps it's worth considering your fears because you have a rough idea of what your ideal day might look like. What might your worst day look like or rather not look at this in the context of a day. If your worst days were to repeat themselves over and over again, what would be your worst you? What would that look like? What would that entail doing on a daily basis? And then the inverse, what would be your best you if everything were to go according to schedule? What is the discrepancy between these two? And what can you do to end up closer to one pole than the other? Because if you have something to avoid, it especially if you don't have something clear to go forward to, it can certainly be helpful in guiding your daily decisions yeah like um to me the, the the worst thing is is when unproductivity and failing to accomplish things eventually leads to almost as a self-defense self-defense mechanism a loss of ambitions which then uh kind of spirals into kind of just 
stating that I just don't have what it takes to do this and then kind of convincing myself that I never really, never really cared about it in the first place, which is not true. Like deep down, I know that that's not true, but that's kind of the mindset that I get into. And that kind of just um, spreads over my entire identity. And I just turn into this person with no ambitions and just uh, not really caring about anything and just losing purpose in, in life in general. And, you know, you know, since I... I guess when I actually, when I found resistance training, for example, that was during a period like this in my life. Like at that time, I had no purpose whatsoever. And, you know, during those times, resistance training and just getting a six pack, getting down to 8% body fat during those times, that was my only purpose, which, you know, is not a very good place to be in general. But at that time, that was a great place to be for me because if there, if if that wasn't there, I would have had no purpose. I was just this guy studying environmental science and not really having that much interest in that field and having no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, But, you know, I wouldn't, (laughs) <laughs> now I, I I would want to hold myself to higher standards than just trying to get down to eight percent body fat, especially now that I've done that. So I relate entirely. Throughout my earlier days in high school, I was very suicidal going forward for a fair amount of time, at least two years. And finding resistance training and fitness and that pursuit meaningful was something that helped me get through my high school career. Now it wasn't the optimal passion to develop quote-unquote, over time because I could have probably benefited from being obsessed less with food and less with lifting weights, could have prioritized school a bit more and done other things to make myself better off in the long term. But that was definitely a useful experience to go through because ultimately it gave me a sense of purpose in the short term and it was enough to keep me going in the longer term. And now I can make the changes that might have been smart to make years ago, but better late than never. I ultimately determined that life is a game worth playing and no matter how bad things get i think i can improve them in some fashion i can at least try my best not to make them worse so yeah when i found this whole podcasting thing and i remember the moment pretty much i remember which couch i was sitting in i remember where i was roughly what time of the day it was i remember when it first occurred to me that I could actually turn this into something like a deeper pursuit, not just something that I do for fun, like, oh, it's cool to talk with Eric Helms on a call. Um, I remember having this, like, holy shit type of moment, like, God, like, I could actually turn this into something, like, I could actually have a purpose other than just trying to get a six pack. That, that was that was a crazy feeling to me. And, of course, that feeling since then grew. But, you know, like, to answer the question of what would be my ideal self, that's pretty much the opposite of that. Like when I feel like my actions are generally congruent with my values and my long-term goals, that, you know, that can transform my self-identity to that of a Superman from feeling like a complete just piece of shit so fast. That is pretty radical. Maybe it's a bit too drastic, actually. It's almost unhealthy. But it can go the other way as well. So, you know, definitely I should reduce those swings. But when I feel like I'm doing things regularly that are in accordance with what I want to achieve in life, that just, you know, I, I'm a different person even when I'm just walking into a grocery store. You know, I, I feel I, I'm holding my head up high. And when it's the other way around, I feel like just hiding away from the world pretty much. So it's not very I healthy. I you can tell when you're doing well in life based on how you perceive others looking at you to some degree. If you are willing to be quote unquote judged every day by 
others you might see in a grocery store, then you're perhaps doing things correctly. Because holding your head up high, as you put it, is putting yourself in a vulnerable position in which you are physically rather exposed, as opposed to perhaps what you might otherwise look like walking through the grocery store with your head down and your back like hunched over or (laughs) what have you. So perhaps measure your confidence in your gait and use that as a proxy for how much you're achieving on a daily basis in some fashion. Yeah. I think going in line with that thought, it could be useful to conceptualize the idea of a god and think of it as this the future being the judgmental father so ultimately if you don't make the proper sacrifices today then tomorrow you'll pay for it or if not tomorrow then next week and if you keep fucking up and not making the correct sacrifices to lead towards the goals that you're going for then you can be pretty sure that time is an unforgiving father and you will pay for your actions. However, if you do the opposite, time is reasonable and it will reward you going forward. Because ultimately, if you sacrifice and correctly sacrifice today, you are going to benefit for tomorrow or next week or the next month. And that can be a rather nice positive spiral that leaves you feeling like Superman more often than you feel like the opposite. So with that in mind, let's get into the daily tasks that you think will be rewarded for from a perspective of their the proper sacrifices of your time and their the proper uses for your goal going forward in life. Okay guys, so this was part 1 of this schedule making episode and the next one we are going to go much more practical, moving a little bit away from the philosophical stuff and focus more on the actual implementation, time management, scheduling and creating the proper to-do list. So um, that's when we will actually put everything that you have heard here into practice. So I hope you will enjoy that as well. Uh, I think this was actually a real cool episode. I'm I'm really glad that it turned out this way, but I'll be curious uh, to hear what you guys think. At any rate, uh, thank you for tuning in up until now and see you next time. I guess in Macedonian, I should say segledame. Or if I was to use the more slangy version, I should say segleame. Anyway, see ya. Hey guys, I just want to tell you again that your inputs for this podcast will help it grow more than anything and your requests, ideas and comments will contribute to awesome content going live on this channel and podcast more than anything. So if you want to contribute, the best thing you can do is to go on Facebook and look up sustainable self-development. You'll find both the page and the Facebook group that is dedicated to discussions and ideas being thrown around. Go there and note down your comments about what kinds of topics or guests you want to be featured on this podcast and YouTube channel in the future. Just keep in mind the general theme of this podcast and my YouTube channel, which is to help people becoming their best selves in terms of lifestyle as it pertains to fitness and general personal development. This podcast is really dedicated to self-improvement, both physically and mentally. So keep that in mind. So thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.